Canto 5, Section 4, Number 46 This is the ephemeral creature's daily life. As long as the human animal is lord, and a dense nether nature screens the soul, as long as intellect's outward-gazing sight serves earthly interest and creature joys, an incurable littleness pursues his days. Ever since consciousness was born on earth, life is the same in insect, ape, and man, its stuff unchanged, its way the common root. If new designs, if richer details grow, and thought is added in more tangled cares, if little by little it wears a brighter face, still even in man, the plot is mean and poor. A gross content prolongs his fallen state. His small successes are failures of the soul. His little pleasures punctuate frequent griefs. Hardship and toil are the heavy price he pays for the right to live and his last wages death. An inertia sunk towards inconscience, a sleep that imitates death is his repose. A puny splendor of creative force is made his spur to fragile human works, which yet outlast their brief creator's breath. He dreams sometimes of the revels of the gods and sees the Dionysian gesture pass a leonine greatness that would tear his soul if through his failing limbs and fainting heart the sweet and joyful mighty madness swept. Trivial amusements stimulate and waste the energy given to him to grow and be. His little hour is spent in little things. A brief companionship with many jars a little love and jealousy and hate, a touch of friendship mid indifferent crowds, draw his heart plan on life's diminutive map. If something great awakes to frail his pitch, to reveal its zenith tension of delight, his thought to eternize its ephemeral soar, art's brilliant gleam is a pastime for his eyes, a thrill that smites the nerves is music's spell. Amidst his harassed toil and welter of cares, pressed by the labor of his crowding thoughts, he draws sometimes around his aching brow nature's calm, mighty hands to heal his life pain. He is saved by her silence from his rack of self. In her tranquil beauty is his purest bliss. A new life dawns, he looks out from vistas wide. The spirit's breath moves him, but soon retires. His strength was not made to hold that prescient guest. All dulls down to convention and routine or a fierce excitement brings him vivid joys. 
His days are tinged with the red hue of strife, and lust's hot glare and passion's crimson stain. Battle and murder are his tribal game. Time has he none to turn his eyes within and look for his lost self and his dead soul. His motion on too short an access wheels. He cannot soar, but creeps on his long road. Or if, impatient of the trudge of time, he would make a splendid haste on fate's slow road. His heart that runs soon pants and tires and sinks, or he walks ever on and finds no end. Hardly a few can climb to greater life, all tunes to a low scale and conscious pitch. His knowledge dwells in the house of ignorance, his force nears not even once the omnipotent. Rare are his visits of heavenly ecstasy. The bliss which sleeps in things and tries to wake breaks out in him in a small joy of life. This scanty grace is his persistent stay. It lightens the burden of his many ills and reconciles him to his little world. He is satisfied with his average common kind, tomorrow's hopes and his old rounds of thought, his old familiar interests and desires. He has made a thick and narrowing hedge, defending his small life from the invisible, his being's kinship to infinity. He has shut away from him into inmost self fenced off from the greatnesses of hidden God. His being was formed to play a trivial part in a little drama on a petty stage. In a narrow plot, he has pitched his tent of life beneath the wide gaze of the starry vast. He is the crown of all that has been done Thus is creation's labor justified. This is the world's result, nature's last poise. And if this were all and nothing more were meant, if what now seems were the whole of what must be, if this were not a stayed through which we pass, on our road from matter to eternal self, to the light that made the world's the cause of things, well might interpret our mind's limited view, existence as an accident in time, illusion or phenomenon or freak, the paradox of a creative thought, which moves between unreal opposites, inanimate force struggling to feel and know, matter that chanced to read itself by mind, in conscience, monstrously engendering soul. At times all looks unreal and remote. We seem to live in a fiction of our thoughts, pieced from sensation's fanciful traveler's tale, or caught on the film of the recording brain, 
a figment or circumstance in cosmic sleep. A somnambulist walking under the moon, an image of ego treads through an ignorant dream, counting the moments of a spectral time. In a false perspective of effect and cause, trusting to a specious prospect of world space, it drifts incessantly from scene to scene, whither it knows not to what fabulous verge. All here is dreamed or doubtfully exists, but who the dreamer is and whence he looks is still unknown or only a shadowy guess. Or the world is real, but ourselves too small, insufficient for the mightiness of our stage. A thin life curve crosses the titan whirl of the orbit of a soulless universe, and in the belly of the sparse rolling mass, a mind looks out from a small casual globe and wonders what itself in all things are. And yet to some interned subjective sight that strangely has formed in matter's sightless stuff, a pointillage minute of little self takes figure as world beings conscious base. Such is our scene in the half-lit below. This is the sign of matters infinite, this the weird purport of the picture shown, to science the giantess measurer of her field, as she pours on the record of her close survey and mathematizes her huge external world, to reason bound within the circle of sense, or in thought's broad impalpable exchange a spectator in tenuous vast ideas, abstractions in the void her currency, we know not with what firm values for its base. Only religion in this bankruptcy presents its dubious riches to our hearts or signs unprovisioned checks on the beyond. Our poverty shall there have its revenge. Our spirits depart, discarding a futile life, into the black unknown, or with them take death's passport into immortality. <laughs>